welcome to the Southwest Conference Week 10 Review! Alright, well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. I don't know what time you're listening to the podcast, so we'll just cover all our bases. Welcome to a special post-draft edition of the Southwest Conference Weekly Roundup. Uh, it's been a little bit since we've talked to you guys, uh, but I'm here along with uh, Dustin Show is here as well, and uh, we're going to go over the draft that happened last week and then give some uh, rookie rankings, uh, also some NFL talk followed up by our team owner interview, which this week is Mike Hurley, owner of Amari 2600. But without further ado, let's get into the first round of the rookie draft uh, recap. We're just going to go over the first round for time purposes. So the first round of the draft, we had number, picking number one was the Puppets. Uh, picked Josh Jacobs, running back, uh, out of Oakland. Looking at the wrong list. The number two pick in the first round was Amari 2600, and they picked Nikhil Harry, wide receiver, out of New England. The number three pick, CPR Strongman, picked DK Metcalf, wide receiver, out of Seattle. The number fourth pick... Uh, the Puppets had their second pick of the first round, and they picked Kyler Murray, quarterback out of Arizona. The number five pick was the Grim Reapers, and they picked David Montgomery, running back out of Chicago. The sixth pick was also the Grim Reapers pick, and they picked Miles Sanders, running back out of Philadelphia. The number seven pick in the first round was uh, Team Nine. I was trying to look for an actual team name, so uh, Jake. Come on, man. Uh, team 9 picked Marquise Brown, wide receiver out of Baltimore, or playing for Baltimore. The number 8 pick, CPR Strongman, with their second pick in the first round. They went with Debo Samuel, wide receiver, San Francisco 49ers. The number 9 pick was the Kamikaze Mustangs, and they took A.J. Brown, wide receiver out of Tennessee. And to finish up the first round, we had the Raging Bulls, 99, who picked Noah Fant tight end out of Denver. So that's your first round. The first and the second round are both listed on the Rowdy Sports website. If you want to get into who was picked in the second round for not only your team, but your competitors, it's important to try to look for strategy there because the auction comes up in August. And if you know where a team uh, picked, you know where they might not be looking in the free agency auction. So that's where you can make up some ground strategy-wise. But uh, Dustin, let's, let's talk a little bit about the draft. Uh, we don't want to go over all the players, but I thought it'd be fun if we just went over our top 10 rankings. Um, I didn't go over this with you beforehand. What do you think about going backwards, going from 10 backwards to number one? We can go 10. That'll work. That way we just have a little suspense. So tell me, who do you rank as the number 10 rookie uh, prospect coming out of the NFL draft this year? Uh, I am going to go with McCole Hardman, the uh, wide receiver out of Kansas City. He uh, nice emphasis on the Kansas City part. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, we don't know what's going on with uh, Tyreek Hill, so that was. Uh, I don't think Andy Reid was planning on picking him and moving up to pick him, but he did. Um, obviously, I got him at number ten. Most people aren't going to have him. Or well, before the draft, he was not ranked that high. His ADP was third round, fourth round, um, but his situation clearly 
you know, Kansas City situation is good. Um, he is fast and he is raw. He's still got a lot of questions on his uh, skill set, but that's uh, that's where I, that's who I got it at number ten. Well, Miko Hardman went. Uh, he was Mr. Irrelevant in our draft. He went the, with the twentieth pick to the Grim Reapers. He was, and uh, according to that, that's quite a value. Oh yeah, good yeah. value, great value in my opinion. And I actually think uh, Grim Reaper won the rookie draft this year. He had my favorite draft. He had the five and six. He took David Montgomery and Miles Sanders both back to back, and then picked up a wide receiver at the last pick of the second round. And he's got he had my favorite draft. Um, Raging Bulls had the second pick in the two best tight ends back to back, and I actually that was beautiful. Are you literally saying that that's the second best draft? Are you having fun? No. That, I think that's the second, but those are my top two. Okay, draft. okay. So, in, uh, so, in our in okay. our draft, in okay, our so, draft, they those two guys won the draft. I, I'm I'm really glad that you said that because now I realize that uh, I don't have to worry about your opinions because that's that's the craziest thing. Who, I, who, who won the draft? I, well, I will, I'll, I'll have to get to that because I want to go through my picks. But, okay, okay. But two tight end, two rookie tight ends. Uh, I don't know about. Uh, this is I, a tight I actually draft. when those picks happened, I went, "Oh, that poor guy," because because he didn't show up at the draft. It was an auto pick, and I was thinking, "Oh my lord, he should have pre ranked his players because he got two rookie tight ends." Uh, so so I disagree. I actually would rate that as and, and I'm sorry, Raging Bulls ninety nine. I'm not trying to pick on you, but I would just say that that's the worst draft of anyone in the league this year. I think they're starting behind the field on that. In my top 15, I have four tight ends. Of the rookie draft. The rookie draft. Okay, yeah, we're we're way different. You 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 we're we're going to have such different opinions. I, I have zero tight ends in that's my top the, 10. That's the beautiful Zero. That's the beautiful part. Well, that's that's just this draft in general. Yeah. It's just most most uh, rookie drafts are going to be pretty, you know, especially the top 5 are going to be pretty Cross the board, no matter where you look on the internet. Except between me and you. But, you know, obviously. This, well, it's it's not, nothing's the same this year anyways. Yeah. Because there's no, there's really no consensus stuff. I mean, I've seen TJ Hawkinson ranked number two behind only Josh Jacobs. Wow. Yeah. Well... From our, some from some pretty formidable sources. Our our picks are our rankings are gonna be so different because uh, uh, I know where I have Michael Hardman uh, slotted, and we'll get to that. But by my number ten pick, my number ten overall rookie coming out of the NFL draft this year was AJ Brown, uh, wide receiver, Tennessee Titans, uh, big wide receiver out of Ole Miss. Um, I actually think he's a much better wide receiver than number 10, but that's a terrible, terrible, terrible landing spot because he has nothing to work with on a team that likes to run. So I, I, I don't think it's it's a good spot for him, but the talent is there. I actually like A.J. Brown as a prospect, but I don't even have him on my list because I hate the Tennessee Titans mm. situation yep. for receivers. The... Uh, Who's the other guy? Corey Corey Coleman. He was supposed to be a stud coming in, and it's I think this is year three for him. Yep. And he hadn't done anything. Well, you know the uh, he, he's 
I don't know a lot about the wide receivers in Tennessee. I mean, I just claim ignorance. They're not an interesting team to me, so I don't pay that much attention. But I would assume that A.J. Brown, because of his pedigree coming out of college, would come in as the best wide receiver on that team. But the best wide receiver on a team that only throws 51.49% of the time, which is 31st in the NFL out of 32 teams, that's just, that's just a terrible landing spot. I'll tell you what this about A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown could pay off because I don't see Mariota lasting in Tennessee. You don't, If you think Mariota's your guy, you don't go out and pick up Ryan Tannehill to be your backup. True. Uh, Ryan, uh, Ryan Tannehill... I well, he's nothing he special. Be, well, I think he could be better but than Mariota. At least yeah. Mariota used... He had something in my college, but it just hasn't translated to the program. No, it hasn't translated, and, he, and he's injury-prone. The thing, the the thing with Mariota is, uh, he won't pull the trigger. He holds the ball too long, and he gets hit. Didn't he run in college? Yeah, maybe and, and he doesn't run in the pros. Well, the thing maybe about, that maybe they've tried to make him into a pocket guy, and that's not what he is. The thing about the pros with uh, what's his name? Who was that coach that went to Philly for a while? That used to be at Oregon with Mariota. Oh, oh, Chip, Chip, Chip Kelly, Kelly, Chip yeah, Kelly, yeah. yeah. In Chip Kelly's offense. They dropped back, and he had two reads. That's the way that offense worked. Two reads. Either it's there or it's not. Then you go to second. It's there or it's not, or you're running. That's the way that college offense yep. worked. That doesn't work in the NFL. Well, it sure didn't teach him anything. No. All right, so we're going to go back and forth. So Okay, number uh, nine. I'll, I'll, well, I'm going to go next. And then okay, you go, you go next. So nine? my number nine pick is my number nine, number nine rated prospect coming out of the NFL draft is Marquise Brown, wide receiver uh, out of Oklahoma, insane speed, um, although he has a foot injury, and that makes him a huge question mark. Um, But, again, just like the last wide receiver we talked about, horrible landing spot. I would have slotted him much higher uh, had he gone somewhere else. Um, We talked about the passing statistics on Tennessee and the Baltimore Ravens are even uh, just as bad. Uh, they ranked 30th out of 32 teams in throwing the ball only 52.26% of the time. And another team that thinks run first, pass at last uh, last thought. The reason I think that he might have some value is Lamar Jackson's going to sprint constantly. And when he starts taking off, he's going to look for a dump off. And you're talking about a quick guy that you can dump off to, and that's Marquise Brown. So I have him slotted number nine on my on my list. Marquise Brown, he's one of those guys where, you know, I wasn't sure how to do. You know, he was fast. Um, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of little receivers. Um, I don't have him in my top ten. Um, I don't know. I'm not real keen on the little ones. Now I know McCole Hardman's one of those. Small, fast guys, but then away. Then again, I like the Kansas City situation better than I do Baltimore. A lot of people think Lamar Jackson is going to come around and develop as a passer. I do not. Um, and down my list, um, I am going to contradict myself on that a little bit with who I have ranked very high. But um, but he's not little. And it's, uh, I don't know. I don't have much to say on. <laughs> All right. I don't have much to say on Hollywood. Uh, I just not a fan of him, so I didn't even. He was one of those players. I just 
scratched off. So who's your number nine? My number nine is Miles Sanders. He is um, running back for Philly. He is a supreme athlete, a good runner and a good catcher, and he's very mature at decision-making in the hole and stuff like that. Um, the problem with Miles Sanders is fumbles. Can he get over the fumbles? I might have Miles Sanders um, right behind Josh Jacobs if he didn't have the fumbles. And maybe, you know, now I, I know he couldn't have started more than one year because of Saquon Barkley but uh, coming out of Penn State. But if maybe he would have had another year of, uh, oh, what do all the pundits like to call that? Uh, production, I guess. I, I, you, I didn't put Miles Sanders on in my top ten. Not in your top ten? It's not in my top ten because they don't believe in one running back in Philadelphia. I do not want to draft into a running back by committee situation. Right. My uh, my my source for rookies, my secret source, actually has Miles Sanders at 17, but he liked a lot of other guys better than I did. Um, Marquise Brown being one, and the quarterbacks, which I immediately scratched off all the quarterbacks. I don't have any quarterbacks on my list. I don't like any of the quarterbacks. Um, so there was, you know, naturally – my list bumped a little different from my uh, rookie source who, you know, dives deep into these guys as far as that's how, that's kind of how I'm know. I've got little notes here, you know, about these good catcher, mature decision makers. He's a guy that I've, I trust his opinion, so that's who I go with. But he's got Miles Sanders ranked at 17. Um, let me jump back one. He's got Nicole Hardman at 16, and i got those guys at 10 and 9. So Jordan Howard, you're not concerned with being the guy? No, he's a plotter. You're pretty sure, you're pretty sure a, Miles a, Sanders is going to be the guy. He's a plotter. He's a volume carrier. Yeah. It's interesting. I, you know, just just two years ago, Jordan Howard was the stud. And now he's a, eh. Yeah. Nobody yeah. cares about him anymore. Just to go backwards, who did you have at 10? I had A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown? And number nine, I had Marquise Brown. A.J. Brown, my guy's got A.J. Brown ranked number three and Marquise Brown at uh, 10. That's who my source has got those guys. If you go at. pure talent regardless of landing spot, I can I can agree with that. It's just a yeah. landing spot for those two guys is so horrible. I have, right, they are bad, and uh, that's a big reason why I scratched them out. But, you know, i just not really a fan of the small guys. It's a new, it's a new NFL. It's a new, a new day. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that. You know, I'm a fan of some small guys. Yeah. All right. So, who's your number eight uh, player? My number eight is Noah Fant. Um, he's not really a complete route runner, uh, and he might be a workout warrior. He tore up the combine. Um, he has all the ability. He must he must improve at high point in the ball, but and and he needs to get better at being a complete tight end, not just a uh, a pass catcher. But he's he's got all the talent in the world, so that's where I, I moved him up at, to my uh, 
number eight spot. You know, in Denver. For for a lot of us, this is our first year to play this type of fantasy football, and so maybe maybe a picking up a prospect tight end makes sense in this type of league. But in uh, redraft leagues, I have been burned by tight ends so many times. I got lucky in, in the league that we played in together last year and just grabbed uh, Ertz and ended up being amazing. Ertz, yeah. But, Ertz is but, top three. Uh, yeah, but I mean, traditionally, if you don't get one of those top three, it's a wasted pick. Might as well just right. pick him for the very last mission. Yeah, they, they swap so. them out on the waiver wire. That's what I've always done. And normally, in, in most other drafts, you know, I'm not going to have tight ends this high. Of course, um, you know, no offense. A uh, guy that we're not going to go that deep, but Irv Smith, Jace Sternberger. Um, Jace went to Green Bay. Irv Smith went to Minnesota because Kyle Rudolph's, you know, that, I, those are my four tight ends in my top 15. You know, those guys are all, this was just kind of a tight end draft. And most drafts aren't going to be like that, and you're not even going to look at tight end until late in the second round of a rookie draft. But, you know, one thing you do have to realize in, this type of league is none of these guys may produce this year. Mm-hmm. You can't, you know, you might get the top three guys might produce this year, but these you're not drafting these guys for this year. You're hmm. drafting these guys for 2020 hmm. or 2021. Remember that fact as we talk further down the draft board. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I don't care what you say about <laughs> Kyler Murray. <laughs> All right. So so my number eight uh, ranking uh, was Hakeem Butler, wide receiver, Arizona Cardinals. Um, this, nice. is, this is Fine, a guy. Nice. Finally, you got a guy. <laughs> this is a guy I think has huge potential. Um, some old redraft brain uh, probably is why I put him at eight is because uh, – I'm thinking with Fitzgerald there, he's, he's not going to do anything this year. But he's going to learn from the best and be available next year when Fitzgerald does retire. Fitzgerald, he doesn't have the body, I don't think, to go more than one more year. It was a lot of questions of whether or not he'd do it this year. So I really think next year will be a breakout year. But I think this year he's just going to be uh, a, a bit player. Um, but that's why I put him in a break is, is in the future. I think he's going to be worth more than he is this year. Right. Who did we have? Uh, somebody drafted him. Oh, greatest ever. Yep. yep. Greatest ever got him with the sixth pick in the second round. And, yep, greatest ever. Greatest ever had a really good draft, too. Which, I actually got Daryl Henderson ranked 11. Now, Daryl Henderson could be something because there's something behind the, the smoke coming out of Rams camp. It was Daryl Henderson, Camara 2.0? Yeah, yeah. There's something there. That's what I got on my notes here. Camara 2.0, question mark. (laughs) There you go. But anyways, all right, now who am I doing? All right, you are on number seven. Doing number seven? Oh, yeah, you got Butler at seven? Yes, sir. I got... I'm sorry, I had him at eight. Oh, eight. Okay, it's my turn. Oh, wait, no, I'm going first this time, aren't I? Yeah. I got confused. I got confused. Okay, my number seven. Uh, Maybe the smallest guy uh, running wide receiver in the draft. I'm not sure height-wise, but... Andy Isabella, wide receiver, Arizona Cardinals. Uh, you cannot coach, you can't teach speed. The guy runs a 4.2740 yard dash. Uh, this speed, this is why I think he's valuable. He's going to give him instant dump off roll and a pass heavy offense that has a horrendous line. Uh, 
that terrible line means lots of dumping off and who are you going to dump off to? My most recent experience of watching the most games I watch are the Dallas Cowboys. Cole Beasley became a star because he was the, oh my God, throw it to somebody role. That's where Isabella is going to be, but Isabella is a lot faster than Cole Beasley. So I rank him as my number seven uh, NFL prospect coming out of the draft. Okay. I got I got uh, Isabella at 16. Uh, my source got him at 26. He's kind of a boomer bust, slot yes, guy, good I speed. Agree. Good speed, good hands. Uh, we don't know much about his route running. But, uh, yeah, I think he's a boomer bust guy. But I I would, uh, yeah, I'd take, him, I'd take him middle to late second round. That's where I would have took him. Would he, would he, Anybody uh, even draft him? I yeah. Don't think, I think, he, yeah, CPR strongman. Yeah, CPR strongman. Middle to late second round. Picked him up at uh, 17. Yep, that's, 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 that's pretty good. According to my draft board, that's high value. But I, you're going to see I'm going to go way different than what what the pundits go with on my C- board. CPR Strongman, uh, he had a pretty good, pretty good draft. Of course, he had four picks. Right? Yeah, he got some good value in the second round. I think he picked Metcalf a little bit high. But the number one guy there, pretty much, because Lockett's moving to the slot. So Metcalf's going to be the number one guy. Yeah, if you want a guy that get only, number one guy with, with only runs Wilson, go routes, and Seattle, I think, may have been dead last with injury I think they were Yeah, I think they were thirty second in the NFL with percentage of passing. So that's the downfall there. But all right, moving on. All right, um, we, <laughs> we get to bouncing around like yeah. this, and that happens. Well, we did talk about you know. All right, where are we at here? You're I'm at number seven. seven. I got I got David Montgomery at number seven. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna move right in. He's gonna be the three down back in David Mon- in uh, Chicago. Um, he's got great balance, agility. He's good pass catcher. A little bit slow, but he he's got all the skills. Every one of the skills that you'd want in a running back. He's not. Um, you know, he's not gonna break you a sixty yarder. But you know, big play for a running back is twelve yard play. So. Big play for a receiver, 16-yard play. Yeah. Statistically. So, David Montgomery, I think, could get you a big play. Um, I told, But I he's totally, not, not going to bust out like, you know, Jamal Charles and break off a 40, 50-yard run. I totally agree. Um, he's a big guy. So, I think he's going to get those goal line carries. And, oh, and we've, we've yeah. all, if you've played fantasy football, you've been victim to the guy who comes in and gets the one-yard carry at the right. end of the drive. Might as well draft a guy. Uh, plus, you know, they traded Howard away, which, yep. I mean, clears the path for him. So, I think that's I think that's a, a yeah, good Yeah, I, I think he's going to be a three-down guy, and I think he can take the punishment. That's why I like him at number seven. All right. So, who's your number six? My number six, Nikhil Harry. Nikhil Harry. Number six, I'm surprised you went that low with him. Nikhil Harry is uh, a, lot of, a lot of people putting him at their number one. Um, my thing is, what receivers ever worked out that uh, New England drafted? I think Nikhil Harry is going to change that. He's got, you know, he runs his routes. He's good at his routes. He's got great hands. He's big. And one of the things I like about Nikhil Harry more than anything is not actually him. He's got the GOAT. He's got the GOAT coach. He's got the GOAT quarterback. They're going to get him the ball. They're going to find ways to get him the ball. Even though he's kind of slow, and he can high point the ball, 
Um, he could end up being a big slot guy, I think, uh, which is kind of why I got him low. I, I don't want slot receivers on my fantasy team. I want number one and number two receivers. Slot guys are too inconsistent, and that's a lot of the reason why I don't like little receivers. Yeah, you know, a lot of people have Harry ranked number one, like you were saying, right. and my only problem with that is outside of Gronk from two years ago, not even last year, and Moss from many years ago, when's the last time they had a wide receiver that was a stud every week? Yeah, they have Or a wide out of any type. Uh, I mean, Brown from back in the day. Yeah. Which that, then and, went to Seattle and disappeared. Well, that was, it was the killer bees, weren't they? At that point, or was that Seattle that had them? Anyway, it doesn't matter. That's That was my problem with it, but who would you rather have thrown to, to a guy you want to draft other than and Tom Brady. So That's true. I see the value. I just see it if you waste a high pick, and he went number two in our draft to Amari 2600. I think it's a great pick. It could be amazing, but I think you're going to see 150 yards and two touchdowns and then three weeks of nothing. And yeah. then another big week. Two and catches, you just don't know when to yards. start them. But if yeah. you ask me, that's the entire. New England offense. I, yeah. I, I stay away from them because I, I stay away from them. They're smart offense. enough that they don't focus on the same guy week after week. That's why yeah. they win because yeah. you don't know where they're going to go. And I really like Sonny Michelle, but I would never, I wouldn't draft him. You, you won't see a New England Patriot on my team unless it's Tom Brady. Tom Brady's the only thing, only player, or Gronk. Yeah. But Gronk, I mean, Gronk, not you know, can't do Gronk now. Yeah. But so that's why I say Tom Brady would be the only New England Patriot you'd yep. see on my team. And, well, anyway, I've got more to talk about the Patriots, but we got to stay focused. So, my (laughs) number six um, is DK Metcalf, uh, wide receiver, Seattle Seahawks. Big, big body out of uh, Ole Miss. uh, Played against good competition in the SEC, so he he has played against big defenses like Alabama. uh, And he did pretty good, obviously, but... uh, you know, the Seahawks ranked dead last in percentage of throws in the NFL. Only let the only team in the NFL throw less than fifty percent of the time, forty-seven point five percent. But the reason I like him is he's a big, tall red zone threat, and he's going to be sl- he's, he's the number one guy to move and lock it to slot. So that's why I put him there. Good, good quarterback throwing, but you know, not throwing that often. But I, I would put Metcalf at six. He's got to learn to run. His route tree. In Ole Miss, he ran go routes and slants. That's it. That's his route tree coming mm-hmm. out of college, um, which is not encouraging. I don't even have him on my list. I don't like it. He was finally not injured for the combine. He's always been injured. <coughs> Excuse me. He's always finally, or he's finally not injured for the combine, and he blew it up. And he's still dropped to the third round because of his route running. But he's a stud athlete. The the landing spot because of the being a starting, you know, the guy uh, is good. Just that offense is not good. So it, he's a real question mark. There's a lot of question marks. So the stuff you brought up and then, you know, just hate you the, don't know. Hate the situation. Yeah. Some of the, some of the question marks and the situation is the reason why, you know, I don't have and, – and, some of the reasons why I don't have guys like Marquise, A.J. Brown, E.K. Metcalf. You know, I just I don't like them. All right, I, I got my list off. Have you done okay. your number six? Number six? Yeah, I did my number six. Who is that? I want to write it, it down. It was Nikhil Harry. That's right. Okay. I got into talking about it instead of writing it down. Right. All right, so 
so I, what so you I lead off on number five. What are you going to... Well, I got a reference because we're so far apart on things. Oh, um, okay. Because so, I don't want to go into a taking big long notes, talk. You're taking trade yeah. notes for the future? Is that right. what you're doing here? Right. All right. So let's talk about my number five pick. Kyler Murray, quarterback, Arizona Cardinals. And now, this is my controversial ranking. I get it. If this were a redraft league, I would have rated him lower. But the upside is why I have him ranked here. I don't see Murray being anything but a middle-of-the-back quarterback this year. But next year and the years after, remember, we talked about you're not drafting for this year, right? Because I see the potential for Holmes-ish numbers. Uh, with, oh, stop with, it. With, Don't even know. Wait, wait here's, here's, the, here's the most important part, though. With running back type numbers as well, which is what Mahomes can't give you. Mahomes can run, but he's, oh, he he's not known he as can, the guy. He can, but he wants to be a passer first. Right. So so that's why I believe the hype here. Uh, I'm not saying the Cardinals are going to be an awesome team overall, but I do believe they're going to make some major noise offensively, offensively eventually, right? Uh, that's the key word is the eventually. So in Dynasty League formats, I see this as a great pick. Uh, redraft League's horrible pick. But for our format, I have him ranked number fifth, and I actually uh, I actually think two years from now we're going to be going, how do you, how would he only be about falling to number five? But i got to live through two years of, of Malden before I get there. What do you, who's your number five, or I don't, what do you I, want to say about Kyler Murray? I, I don't like Kyler Murray. I think he's a bust. I think he's small. I'm not I'm not sold that he's even 100% on football. But um, without going into that, I just I didn't like any of the quarterbacks this year. But, uh, yeah, I don't like Kyler Murray. My source liked him at number seven. My, wow. My guy. So he liked him. A lot of other people liked him. I don't. Okay, um, so so – I guess at this point we just know you don't know what you're talking about. Well, I I, I don't I don't really um, know what you're talking. I don't about. Re- I don't really oh, buy sorry. into the. I don't I don't really buy into uh, what's his face the coach that they hired out oh. of Texas Tech. He I, couldn't I, even I, win in Texas Tech. I will, so. uh, Kingsbury, I 100 percent agree. Kingsbury, I think yeah. he's going to be a terrible coach, but I do think the offense will perform. But I think everything else around that team will go crazy. For and this is bad since I picked him, but they've already. Uh, Kimes, the GM, has gone public with saying Kyler will be the starter no matter what. And Kingsbury, a day before that, said, well, he has to earn it. We don't know who the starter is going to be. So, obviously, Kingsbury's not was even that, the coach. Was that still when they had Josh Rosen, though? When he no, this this is after the draft. And they were interviewing Kimes, asking him what he thought about Kyler Murray. Did he have a chance to be the starter this year? And Kimes said, we didn't draft him number one for him not to start. Well, two days before that, they asked Kingsbury the same question. He said, Nobody's a guaranteed starter in this team. Everybody has to earn it. That so obviously, that. but I mean, but the point is, Kingsbury's not running the team. They brought in Vance Joseph to run the defense. He used to be a head coach. So basically, they've got head coaches at every level, and no head coach over all of it. And I think that's going to be the downfall. But anyway, different subject every day. Yeah. Who's, who's your number five player? Paris Campbell. Paris Campbell. Love Paris Campbell. He's an he might be one of the best route runners in this draft. He's a supreme athlete. He's fast, fast, fast. I'm pretty sure he ran a four three. It is fast. Um he's got great hands. He came from a big program. He's got Andrew Luck, my number two dynasty quarterback in Andrew Luck. I I love Paris Campbell. I actually thought about getting into this draft 
to draft Paris Campbell, and I wish I would have, um, because he went number three in the second round. Yeah, you could could have got him for nothing. I could have got him for a, you know a million two, I think. Another player picked up by the greatest ever, who we mentioned earlier, having a good draft. It's tough to argue with with your ranking on him. For some reason, he just didn't fall on my radar at all. I, I don't know what it was about it. You know, I, I I haven't watched much game film on him. I, like you surprised me with the four three speed. I didn't know that because four point two seven is what Isabella ran, and that's why I was impressed with him. Four three with a bigger body uh, and bigger can body. run better six, routes. Yeah, I think he's six one or six two. Yeah, not sure on the weight. See, I may have, I may have missed out on that one. I, he's just not on my radar. I I know nothing about about him. I know his name. I know who he is. I know where he went. But yeah, I, I didn't I didn't put any time in him. Yeah, I like Paris Campbell a lot, lot, lot better than some of the guys you pick. But that's all. That's right. Maybe maybe I hate French. Everybody's got an opinion, and we all got a butthole too. So. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of butthole, let's go with my number four wide receiver, uh, which uh, are my number four prospect because they're all running backs, quarterbacks, or wide receivers for me. But my number okay. four prospect was Nikhil Harry. I think the guy has number uh, one ability on the boom-bust scale, but it's the whole boom-bust that scares me, and that's why I put him in the four. We already talked to him, talked I, about him a little bit I don't bit think anyway. he's going to be a boom-bust. I think he might be boom-bust. Week to week, that's I think. What I, mean. I think, yeah. yeah, I think he's going to be a productive starter for seven, eight years. But, um, yeah, I, yeah, we already talking about Nikhil Harry, but uh, yeah, I think he's going to be good. Got it. Yeah, I mean, it's, we really don't have Nikhil Harry that far apart. I got him at six. My guy had him at five. You got him at four. Oh, I, I jumped. Think, I jumped ahead of you. It was your turn. Anyway, I think that's a good spot for Nikhil Harry. I like that ranking for him. So I jumped ahead. So you're gonna you're gonna give the next pick after this one. So who's your number four prospect? I got uh, this is where I have T.J. Hawkinson, um, the tight end for Detroit. Um, I think I think that um, Stafford is going to love having a stud tight end. He is a route running tight end. He blocks. Now that's not good for us in fantasy, but that's going to get him on the field. He's got the great hands. He's big. And he is a stud athlete. I love T.J. Hawkinson. T.J. Hawkinson and Paris Campbell were the two guys I thought about getting back into this draft for, but I chose not to instead. T.J. Hawkinson, uh, you know, the, he could, he could fill the Gronk role for uh, Patricia in Detroit. That, that's yeah. why he's inviting to me is is that Patricia has been on a team that utilized the tight end in a way that made made him a superstar and won fantasy players championships. Yep. So I do think that he's he's a great pick. I just I I just can't rank a tight end just because it's so much of a black hole most of the time. Yeah. But if you hit on the right guy, then you're, you're going to win a league because that's a guaranteed slot that you beat everybody who if else, you hit on the right guy. Who else does Detroit have to throw the ball to? Couldn't tell Did you. you know? I couldn't tell you. Me either. <laughs> I don't know. Actually, I do. Yeah. But. <laughs> um, they don't have a tight end. Stafford's never had a tight end. Uh, Eric Ebron, he's got freaking frying pans for hands. He's a dropping machine. Ta- Hawkinson, I think Hawkinson is going to be a stud in the future. Ta- Hawkinson's going to be one of those guys I think everybody's going to be trying to draft in early in the second round in startup drafts. I definitely need to keep track of this for two or three years down the road where we play this. It'll be fun to see where we are. Yeah. So... Are you, do you keep these podcasts forever? Also? Yes. Cool. Yep. Cool. Yeah. So we can go back and check the tape. That's right. 
So, uh, who's your number three prospect? My number three? I don't even know. Uh, you know, he wasn't taken in the draft. I don't even know if you guys are going to have this guy on the, on the board. Miles Boinkin blew up the draft. Um, insane. Let me just, uh, I know, I can't remember his, uh, his, uh, combine numbers. See if I can pull it up here real quick. But, uh, he's a good route runner. He's fast. He's a high point catcher. He's a stud athlete. And he comes out of, wait for it, big program, Notre Dame. I love the big, I love big program guys. But he is 6'3", um, 6'3", 210 pounds, something like that. Um, but, yeah, he's a he's a big guy. 6'4", 220. Yeesh. So he's a big guy. And, boy, I like the, I like the big guys. I love Miles Boykin. Um, Where did he go? What team? He went to um, Baltimore. That's what I was talking about, one of those contradicting things. So with him and uh, Ingram in the same backfield. No, uh, Marquise Brown. Hollywood. No, but I mean, but Mark, uh, Mark Ingram is what I meant. Mark Ingram oh, is yeah, the yeah. running back they signed over there, right? Yep. Free agency. Yep, yep. I like Boinkin. I think he is going to be your guy in Baltimore. They're going to run the ball. I think so. he's going to be your guy in Baltimore. I think they can throw it up. I high point him. He's going to be a red zone guy. Um, I think he's got he's got the uh, wingspan to accommodate for Lamar Jackson's terrible accuracy. Uh yeah, I like Miles Boykin. He's probably not even on your uh, radar, is he? Nope. Yeah. And I think it's because of Mark Ingram. Because you sign a big-name free agent, running back, give him a lot of money, then I automatically assume that's going to be the guy. So I stayed away from that situation. Oh, they're good. they're gonna they're gonna run the ball a lot. But, but this uh, is you're not you're not necessarily drafting for this year. So let's say right. there is a split situation. Then next year it may, it may be better. I don't so. think Lamar Jackson is going to last or is going to make it. Um, so, I mean, I see a quarterback. I see a different quarterback likely to be in uh, in Baltimore in the next couple years. So, All right. So, let's talk about my number three pick. Um, we've already talked about this wide receiver, Miko Hardman, believe it or not, only because of landing situation and Tyree Kill, his situation. If you go by how they handled Kareem Hunt, then Tyreek Hill's never playing another down in Kansas City. And that moves uh, Miko up up the board uh, insanely fast for me. Um, and the fact that they moved up to get him tells me that they plan on, on that role needing to be filled by somebody. Uh, if you could have gone back however many years ago and had a chance at picking up Tyreek Hill um, to have you know that Mahomes... Offense throwing to him, you jump on it, and I think this is an opportunity to do that. So, who got Miko Hardman in our, in our league? We already talked about this, I think. It's Grim Reaper. He, oh, yeah, that was the last had, pick in the, yeah, in the my, draft. Yeah, he had my number one draft. And, uh, uh, so you and that's got, my number three overall player, if you, you ask got me. Nicole Hardman at number three. Wow. Yeah, but that's all about landing spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, he, he doesn't that's go there. He doesn't, he doesn't crack the top ten for right, me, but he goes there. Yeah, that's the big reason why I got him at 10. You know, he probably wouldn't have been in my top 20 if it wasn't for, for that. All right, so I'm up again. So my number two slot. Your numero Did you, two. Yeah, you went with number three already. 
Yeah. Yeah. My number my number two ranking. Uh, we've already talked about this young man, David Montgomery, running back, Chicago Bears. Uh, I strongly considered him take, taking him with my number uh, fourth pick. Whoa! I almost went Josh Jacobs. Time out and then here, David Montgomery. Okay, so you've got Josh. You picked Josh Jacobs at one, right? Where did you have uh, Kyler Murray ranked? Fifth. You had Kyler Murray ranked fifth. Yep. And you had the first and the fourth pick, but you got David Montgomery ranked number two. Yes, but as you know as well as anybody, I went in this draft to draft Kyler Murray. He was not going to go undrafted by me. That was going to happen. It was just who did I want outside of Kyler so Murray. So you didn't even follow your draft board. We're going to... We're going to call you the freaking <laughs> Oakland Raiders. You Oakland even, Raiders! You didn't even follow the daggum draft board. Uh, and and for those of you who uh, listen to this, you'll hear later in the uh, podcast that the Raiders are brought up as having the best uniforms in football. That's debatable. But I'm just saying, this is what? a Raider podcast. This Apparently, Raider I podcast. haven't listened to that. Oh, you haven't even released it yet. Yeah, I haven't even released it yet. Be honest. But anyway, I, I would go with uh, David Montgomery. Um because of the goal line carries, for me, I was I am looking to do some some. I didn't want uh, two running backs. I just didn't want two running backs on my team. I mean, I mean, in in the rookie draft, I only had two picks. I wanted Murray, so that's why I didn't take him. But yeah. So anyway, that's my number two. Who's your number two? My number two, Hakeem Butler. Wow. Oh, he's he's been training with the. One of the greatest ever, in my opinion, Calvin Johnson. Megatron. Megatron. He's a stud athlete. He's freaking huge. Big, and he is fast. Um, and he, he's he, got the best quarterback throwing to him. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> but I think, um, you know, Hakeem Butler, is, he might make Kyler Murray stay in the league longer than he should because I think he's going to, well, I, I mean, no, nobody's just, nobody's arguing Kyler Murray's arm. His arm's there. I don't think he's got the other stuff. But um, he needs to work a little, more, a little bit more work on his routes. He has focus drops. In other words, you know, maybe looking to turn up field, you know, here's footsteps, something like that. He drops a few balls. Um, but, you know, he is a freak athlete, and that's why I got him at my number two. I don't particularly like his situation either. Same with uh, Miles Boykin in Baltimore. But they are such stud athletes that I am I'm a, I'm a talent over situation guy. But at the same time, you know, a guy like T.J. Hawkinson or Paris Campbell, you know, I, I know I got Butler and Boykin as my two and three but I would have. But I sat here and said I would have got in the draft for Hawkinson and Paris Campbell. Well, that's probably because I've been looking for better production, and you know I know I can go get a guy with you know Butler Boykin's athletic ability that's already proven it, and 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 gotten a more Hawkinson and Campbell in the second round and got better value. That's why I was thinking about that, just to explain that situation there. Yep, I agree. Um, so, pause for the drum roll. 
who is your number one prospect in this draft? Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs. The best pick you made out of two. <laughs> um, now, Josh Jacobs, I think, has got the best situation. I think he's the safest pick in the draft. Um, he, but, you know, that doesn't go without some accolades. He's explosive. He's got great vision. He's a great pass catcher. He's a great athlete. He is not a breakaway runner. He will not, well, I mean, not to say he couldn't, but, you know, he's not going to He's not gonna go Alvin Kamara and bust off a 60-yarder or Kareem Hunt, break off a 55-yard run. Um, but he's, you know, he can get those big plays for you, and he can catch the ball. He's going to catch the ball. He's going to get points in the passing game. He's going to get touchdowns. He's going to be slotted in. He's going to be their three-down running back. I think he's the safest pick in the draft. Um, the thing about Josh Jacobs is, and honestly with any of these running backs in this draft, is I think athletically they could be replaced in the next year or two. I don't. I like running backs in the next couple of drafts better than I like this one, which is a big reason why rankings are so all over the place in 2019. You know, it's, it's interesting. But I got him at my number one. I have Josh Jacobs as my number one uh, as well. That was probably obvious based on my on my draft. But my notes strengths are exactly what you said. Big bruising running back will be that will be the guy in Oakland thanks to the injury to Isaiah Crowell. And can catch will be a true three-down back. True three-down backs in the NFL just pretty much don't exist anymore. Uh, so you, you, that's that to me is what vaulted into number one. Uh, the the stuff that made me nervous about making that pick number one was he wasn't even the starter on his own team. He wasn't even the second leading rusher on his own college team. He was third. Uh, but Alabama is an anomaly. You can't really judge that team that whole team is made up of NFL players so it's yeah it's a little bit different they didn't and that's that could be a a lot of people call that a plus in Josh Jacobs column you know he doesn't have the wear and tear on him he hasn't had to take a beating and that's what Alabama did they rotate the running backs they got three or four stud running backs why do they have to beat the crap out of one why do they have to wear one out you know they didn't have to and you know uh just a couple of quick side notes uh, if you haven't seen the ESPN, um, I guess I'd just say ESPN piece on Josh Jacobs, look it up on YouTube, talks about his upbringing, he was homeless and how he comes from that. And I think that that, I like those stories. I too. think that I haven't I, seen I, it, but I do like we'll look it up stories. and you'll, you'll really be glad you did. And it will, I think testifies to the work ethic that he's going to have because of where he came his from. character. Yeah. Now. On the flip side of that, uh, if you watch anything pre-draft about Kyler Murray, who I'm high on, worst character in the draft. Oh, yeah. Uh, not only no, – everything, he, he just thinks he's it. I hope he's right because I, I took a chance on him. But, like, he's wearing number one. for he wants, they wants The jersey that they held up at the draft, that's what he wants. That's what he wants for his number. Uh, definitely two different characters. I think long-term, the character behind – uh, Kyler Murray is going to show, and Josh Jacobs is going to show. Hopefully, the talent in Kyler Murray can overcome it, but we'll see. Um, another s- quick side note on that as well: uh, if you like Hard Knocks on HBO, 
which if you're a football fan, you should be in love with that show. I do normally watch. I watched last year. Okay. If you go to the Arizona Cardinals, they haven't announced yet. Oh. But if you go to the Arizona Cardinals YouTube channel, they have a show called Flight Plan. They did their own hard knocks. They've done it last year and this year. Although it's hilarious to watch the highlights from last year when they're talking about Josh Rosen is the next coming of of football greatness, and then they trade so him away. So it's only a Cardinals? Yes. Oh, okay. It's on the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, just search flight Arizona Cardinals flight plan on YouTube. You can watch the whole season for this year and see all they went through getting up to the draft, and then they've already previewed the next one to come out May 30th. Hmm. So anyway, that's interesting. If you're a football junkie, it's it's the NFL's offseason. Of course, we know that in this league, there is, there is no, no offseason. Off season. So, you know, that doesn't really apply here, but... Uh, anyway, all right. So, I think you had something else you wanted to go over, Dustin. What, yeah, what do you got? Let's pack? do one more segment. We're gonna pick the NFC, AFC division winners. We're gonna do this rapid fire. Um, I hope you're ready. I'm ready. Okay. Let's go AFC North: Ravens, Bengals, Browns, Steelers. Who's your winner? Uh, Browns. Browns, unbelievable. I got the Steelers. I think they're gonna bounce back. Uh, I think Big Ben's going to have the best are we, season. Are we picking uh, wild card at this point or just division winners? Division winners, okay. and then we'll go uh, AFC champs, okay. NFC champs, so, and Super Bowl champs. So I'm Browns, you're Steelers. By the way, if you guys listen to this podcast, send us uh, send us your picks. We'll, we'll, maybe I could do some kind of poll, but send us your picks. Uh, I'd be interested to see what everybody else is out there thinking. We can do like uh, a conglomerate of the league, but... He has the Browns winning the AFC North. I, I'm sorry. He has the Steelers winning the AFC North. I have the Browns winning the AFC North. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Uh, AFC East. Bills, Dolphins, Patriots, Jets. Dolphins. Dolphins? No. <laughs> uh, Patriots. Patriots, yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, what have they won it? Like 19 or 18 years in a row? You know, when I was preparing for this, wouldn't you, as a Cowboys fan, Cowboys fans on this podcast... Wouldn't you love to be in a division with the Jets, the Buffalo Bills, and the Miami Dolphins? Give me a freaking break. Oh, yeah. No wonder. They, 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 they play preseason until the playoffs. They're all dumpster fire. I think the Jets when the Jets are going to be the team we talk about after uh, – um, I like Sam Darnold a lot. I don't think – this year is not his year. But when Brady leaves, I think the Jets are going to be the – Jets are going to be the team in that division. Uh, but anyways, all right, so we both keep the have, rapid both fire going. The Patriots winning that one. Okay? Right. Yeah, we both got the Patriots. AFC South, Texans, Colts, Jags, and Titans. Texans. Texans, really? Yes, I got sir. the Colts. Colts. Colts, Andrew Luck. Uh, I think they're building their team the right way. They were in the playoffs last year. I just think a year of, oh my gosh, my mind just went blank. Uh, Deshaun Watson. I just think a year of a healthy Deshaun Watson for a year is going to be unbeatable. Yeah, Deshaun Watson having a full season where he didn't get hurt. Yeah. That, that might make it. I mean, they're, those two are the teams that are going to battle it out. Yep. All right. This one shouldn't be too hard. AFC West. Kansas. Broncos, Chiefs, Raiders, and Chargers. Kansas City Chiefs. Is there anybody else in that division? Kansas, I don't know. There's not. <laughs> so so we're both on the Chiefs. I'm Chiefs. obviously the Chiefs. Okay. All right. Um, a, NFC North. Bears, Lions, Packers, and Vikings. Bears. Bears. The Bears. Really? I got the Packers. Ah, wow. I have them I have them picked to be one of the worst teams in all of the NFL and definitely last in the division. Really? Wow, I'm surprised at that. I think they're gonna be alright. I got the Packers. Interesting. Okay. NFC East. Cowboys, Giants, Eagles, Redskins. 
Cowboys. Cowboys. Stop it. I'll never pick the Cowboys for anything. <laughs> Eagles are going to win that one. Nah, we, we'll, have some fun, we'll have some fun with that during the season. I think Car- I think Carson Wentz is, uh, I think he's going to have his, you know, his full season this year. By the way, I have the Cowboys going 10-6 and six and the Eagles going 9-7 and seven and it coming down through the last week or two. Uh, okay, so I, w- I didn't, I didn't deep as di- dive deep and pick. Well, I didn't, I didn't go through the schedule, so that's oh, just okay. total. I'm just throwing numbers. Just throwing it up. Okay, I do okay. think it's going to be really, really close, but I think the Cowboys are going to edge them out. Okay. NFC South: Falcons, Panthers, Saints, or Bucks. Here's where I go crazy. Falcons. That's going. That's not going crazy. They were terrible last year, but they were so injury stricken. And I think. Yeah. I think this and Calvin Ridley's entering his what third year? I think. And yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's I think they're stout. I'll tell you what. This is my, this might be the hardest division um, for me to pick because I actually like Bruce Arians and the Bucks, and I think they're going to turn him around. But I think the Saints got one more year to dominate this division. Wow, I have no fear of the Bucks. I, I have them last in the division. Uh, yeah, they may finish last, but I, you know. With Bruce Arians, I don't know. They might make the playoffs too. I'm not sure. I like the Bucks, so I hope they do. But I just, I don't know. I think they signed Sue, right? I or think they got Sue. Yeah, they did. I think That's the good. I think the Saints are going to run this division for one more year, and then I think their window closes. I think age catches up with Breeze this year, and yeah. that's what happens. Oh, yeah, I think it happens if he stays yeah. another year. I think it happens next year. I think they're all right this year. I think he gets them this year. That's the only reason I didn't put them as the division winners. Okay. Uh, NFC West, Cardinals, 49ers, Seahawks, and Rams. Here's another one where I went crazy. I had the Seahawks winning this division. Really? Yes, sir. Um, I this this is my this is my you know not so predict. I think the 49ers are going to win this division. Ooh, I have them dead last. Man, we are we are different on this. This is where I'm gonna. This is this is the this is the lead the division. I'm taking my chance. All right, 49ers. I think they're going to bounce back with Garoppolo. Uh, I like the coach. Uh, uh, dang it, what's his name? I couldn't tell you. Draw, draw blank. The Gruden, isn't it? One of the Grudens. No, that's Washington. Oh yeah, that's Washington. Couldn't tell you the four names. I just. Ugh. I like. I like their coach. I can't. I'm drawing a blank on his name. I don't want to sound dumber than I already do. So we'll go with the. I got the 49ers. You got the Seahawks. Okay, who's your NFC champ? NFC champion, the Bears. Wow. Okay, who's your AFC champ? The Chiefs. Really? Okay. I have in the NFC. Man, this one was tough. I think the Eagles are going back. Ugh. <laughs> and I think the Chiefs are going to be the AFC champ. So we agree on that. Yep. So who's your Super Bowl champ? Kansas City Chiefs. Me too. So we agree on that one. We agree. So you got the Bears. NFC. Yep. I got the Eagles. And then AFC. We were both on that. The Chiefs. And both on the Super Bowl. 
So here's here's the here's the here's what the surprise is. All right. First of all, we're gonna do points. Uh, each pick is worth one point. Whoever whoever has whoever got most of these right, we're gonna keep it simple. Each one point, no more points for the uh, playoff picks. But uh, so it's all worth one point. Whoever has the most points after the Super or well, no, I guess we can't pick the Super Bowl on this. It'd just be, that would just be fun. So whoever has the most points going up to the NFC champs, AFC champs, uh, when we watch the Super Bowl over at Jeremiah's house, uh, whoever loses between the both of us, both of us buys pizza for the Super Bowl. How many people? <laughs> I mean, four people. It's okay. going to be me, you, right. and Tessa, All and, right. and, uh, All right. and Jeremiah. <laughs> I accept. I accept this bet. So you know, it's probably four or five pizzas. Fifty bucks. Well, now I'm getting nervous about some of those picks. Fifty fifty dollars. I, I gotta put. I told you. I told you I was gonna. It's just pizza. I gotta. I gotta put money Dang. on the Seattle Seahawks. Well, Woo. I pulled one out too. I mean, I went with the Niners. Yeah, so. we cancel each other out in that division. We'll probably both be wrong there. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, it's, it's on. All right. For, for I'm not. I'll tell you this. I'm not real confident with the Eagles. I had a hard time picking my NFC NFC champ team. All right. Well, let's let's do this. Uh, obviously, it won't be for the same bet because everybody won't be at the Super Bowl watching party. But uh, you have uh, everyone listening to this podcast. Today's date is what the 24th. It's my birthday. You think I remember that? So, oh, yeah. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. That. So, June 1st would be the deadline to submit your picks. Um, and we'll just do a, for, for fun, uh, fun. Who, who, who's best at picking this stuff. Anybody wants to submit their picks, uh, you can send it uh, to the email that I send, where I send you guys the podcast from. I think it's Razorback STH, like, like the hogs, Razorback, and then my initials, STH at Mac. Dot com. Uh, send me your division winners, then your uh, your NFC and AFC champion, and your Super Bowl champion. Uh, anybody that has them to me by June first, then we'll lock it. The reason I'm doing June first is who knows what happens uh, a week from that. Some some big quarterback tears a hammy, and you know we got problems. And then somebody hadn't sent their picks in yet. That won't be fair. So as of June first, whoever has their picks in, I'll post. Everybody's picks, so you can see them, and we'll see who, who wins this thing. I actually think it's a waste of time for anybody besides me. So you know, you don't want to waste your time. Don't send me the picks. If you don't send me the picks, I'll assume that you understand that I'm supreme in my knowledge. Agree? Don't you agree, Dustin? Negative. So anyway, <laughs> all right. Well, we're right at an hour. We still have the uh, team inter- team owner interview to go, so we're gonna run right at one hour and ten minutes. Uh, Dustin, thanks for being here for the no podcast this, this week. And uh, thanks for sharing knowledge that was way off base and wrong, especially about Kyler Murray. It's like gold, bro. And uh, we'll get to the uh, – well, I don't know if I put the owner interview on. No, I don't think I'm doing I'll do it after this. Owner interview is coming up next. Cue the intro. Who the hell called me in the night show? Hello? Hi, Medea. This is Steve Hurley with Southwest Conference Week in Review. I know damn well you ain't calling, but how you getting my number? I, I'm sorry. I thought it was public knowledge. Um, do you mind if I ask you a few questions? Yes, I mind. Goodbye.
So we have joining us live by satellite phone from somewhere deep in the heart of Texas, Mike Hurley. So Mike, welcome to the Southwest Conference Weekend Review. Oh, jeez. Uh, I thought we had the... I didn't know we had the fake tiger. Coco, no happy when you make fun of her. No, nobody in Arkansas will understand what we're doing. <laughs> okay, okay, rewind. So, Mike, tell me, uh, how yeah. long have you played fantasy football? I don't know, Steve. It's been so long, I can't even remember. Look, I'm just going to do what I'm going to do. All right. Well, uh, how many leagues did you play in last year? Zero. Zero. I it wasn't my fault. I got kicked out of two leagues because people thought I was cheating. All I was doing was winning. <laughs> All right. So I wanted uh, to be in my old league, but but it folded. A league of Go your ahead. own. So how many are you going to play in this year? How many leagues? Just one. Just one. The greatest one of them all, right? Of course. Once you've arrived at the best, there's no reason to keep looking. That's what I'm saying. So, yep. uh, what was your best finish in a previous league? Wow. Honestly, it was a while back. It seems like I, I won the Super Bowl twice, but I, I, I didn't go undefeated. I had at least one loss in those two years. So, you were like the New England <laughs> Patriots for a couple years ago. <laughs> uh well, how about, how about the Cowboys from the 90s? I like them a little better. All right, that'll work. So, what would you say is your fantasy team management style? Are you aggressive, cautious, mad scientist? How would you explain it? No, I would definitely say mad scientist. Um, I've just learned the hard way. If I'm conservative, I tend to get conservative results. And uh, if I'm aggressive, it's either crash or burn, baby. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, what would you say is your favorite NFL team? NFL team, by far the Cowboys. But more importantly, I'd like for us to discuss best uniforms. All right, I'm well, saying Atlanta Falcons, Green Bay Packers, Dallas Cowboys, and number one, and unchanged, as pure as the driven snow, like the New York White Yankees, I would say the Oakland slash Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders. <laughs> Just wear the silver and black, baby. The autumn wind was a radar. Yep. Now that's okay. my favorite uniform. Cowboys is my favorite team. Okay, first off, you're only correct on Atlanta if they're wearing the black jerseys and the solid black helmets. If they're doing the red stuff, no. Sorry, like the red jerseys as well. They both are cool. And there's something wrong with you for liking the Green Bay Packers uniforms. You might as well yeah, say the uh, Browns if you're going to say the Packers. Uh... Browns are at the very bottom. The only one worse is the Bengals. Okay, um, I'm about to have to cut you off. So, <laughs> only I'm serious. Only for the of the league while I just call to continue. Because they're, okay, they're okay. the best teams outside of the Cowboys. I hear you. All right. Um, so, how did you get your team name? Well, uh, being a Cowboys fan and Amari Cooper being uh, my favorite receiver, it just seemed to go well with a pun on the old game uh, system, Atari 2600, so I'm Amari 2600. You know, there are players in this league that weren't alive when the Atari 2600 was around. Did you actually have an Atari 2600? I did. Now, back up, you're saying players in our actual league? Yeah, yeah. 
Okay, well, this is a message for all of you. Listen, kids, I was playing fantasy football when you weren't even a thought in your daddy's mind. And so you might as well just get ready to pack up and ship the trophy to Tyler, Texas. Whoa, you hear that, Southwest Conference? Those are some strong words. Oh, those are strong words. But what are they going to do? I mean, they're so young, they may have to call their mom for some comfort. <laughs> So you play in the Arkansas division. So the question has to be placed to you as if you live here now. So what would you say you hate most about Texans? want to beat and why? Because it makes people think I flunked out. 
Hey, and I just never, I just never registered. You know, once you're a Marine, you're always a Marine. So once you've been accepted as a Razorback student, you're a Razorback student. So I'm talking to Razorback student Mike Perry. <laughs> That's right. Because they never sent me a letter saying I was no longer a student. In fact, I'm sure they would love to have my money. Exactly. Yeah. So, and for all I know, my email address is still good. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Need to try Michael underscore Hurley at uark.edu. Everybody send him an email. <laughs> so let him let yeah. know what you made of his interview in that email. And explain to him I'm still waiting on the diploma. <laughs> All right. So before we go to the wild card question, is there anything you want to add or say? In all seriousness, I'm really excited about this uh, league and the different aspects of it. And uh, I think it's really cool that we kind of have the old Southwest Conference with Texas and Arkansas. And, uh, you know, I joke around about Texas, but uh, this is a great state as well. I, I've always told my wife, bury me in Texarkana, right on State Line Avenue, half in each state that I love. So I'm looking forward to the season and having fun with all the different gadgets and things we can use on this season. Here's the important question, though. Which half gets buried in Texas? Oh, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I can't decide that. <laughs> okay. I would say my my heart goes in Arkansas. Okay, that's a All politically right. correct way of saying it. You did good. Okay, thanks. Okay, so here's your wild card question. Would you rather have one real get-out-of-jail-free card or a key that opens any door? So it could possibly be the key to the greatest treasure in all the land. Yes. Call a locksmith. <laughs> all right. You know that. You know that movie. Oh yeah, I would say a key. It would unlock any door. It know, is it, the treasure. The greatest is, treasure in all of the land. If if you could do if you could have two real get out of free jail cards, I think it would be much more tempting. But your scenario works pretty good. There's two of them. I yeah, know what yeah. I do with both of them, but just one is too tough to decide. I think you, I think you chose properly. Now, that that was a, an oddball question. So in essence, I can't answer it incorrectly. That's true. Which is the only saving <clears throat> grace for you. Yes, that's not unusual. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the interview. I want to thank uh, Mike for joining us via satellite phone, calling straight into the corporate oh! it's almost time located in mulberry arkansas <laughs> the metropolis of mulberry arkansas yes well that does it for this special post-draft memorial day edition of the southwest conference week in review make sure and do your due diligence get into football look and see who you want to pick and remember that in this league there is, there is no, no, no off-season. Off season. This has been a What the Heck Did I Just Listen To production.